Welcome to the second episode of A Word of Influence. I am your host, Perry Morton, and today we have Mallory Smith and her boyfriend, Joshua Boykin. So you say your name, bro? That's right. Okay. <laughs> Josh is just going to be in the background stat checking for us, and today I'm here with a good friend. Shout out to her because she let me use this mic, and if it wasn't for her, this probably would never get started. So, first question for you, Mallory, is what makes you like video games? Uh, well, the first console that I ever had was the Nintendo 64, and that pretty much got it all started. Like, I had, like, a Game Boy Color from, like, my cousin, mm-hmm. who was who's a few years older than me, and but I got an N64 for Christmas when they came out, and that kind of, like, was Super Mario 64, that mm-hmm. kind of started it all. Okay, so what is it about Mario that made you want to play more because honestly I had Nintendo 64 in the PlayStation so when the 64 dropped we had Mario and Ocarina of Time and on the PlayStation we had Final Fantasy 7 so what made, you, what made you just decide to keep playing? Uh, honestly the open world like I know like Mario didn't start out as open world like at all but the Mario 64 was like the first open world game and I loved that and I've fell in love with open world games probably since then. Like, I've never been a big fan of, like, games that aren't really open world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any game? <laughs> like, any mean? game. Like, any game that isn't open world you're not really a big fan of? Yeah, yeah. I'll play them just to play them because, like, you gotta have all that <laughs> experience. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if it's not open world, like, nah. So, pretty much you're saying that Mario set the tone for you to play open yeah. world games. Yeah. Now, can you remember what game you got following it? Mm-hmm. I, well, I got like a bunch of games that year, but Mario 64 is the one that obviously stood out, but I had like Ocarina of Time and I had Madden 2000. Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like a race car game. I don't remember what that was called. It also had, like, the Star Wars game when Episode 1 came out. Mm-hmm. I had the pod racing game. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never got to play it. Yeah, I liked it. And I actually just recently found it because me and my best friend Jody, we were looking for it one day, and I had just had it, like, six months prior. Like, I had it in my hand, and I was like, I really can't find it. And, like, last week she texted me a picture of it and was like, I think this is yours, that she found it in her house. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. You got to like that about friendships. The fact that you can leave something at someone's house, forget about it for so many years, like, I think this is yours. <laughs> but it, I don't even think I left it at her house. I'm pretty sure that she stole it. <laughs> Not really steal, stole it, but we had, like, all of our N64 games together at one point, and we were, like, going through playing them, and I think she just took it home on accident. <laughs> oh, wow. There's been several times where I've done that, too. Like, yo, I think I left this here. Yeah. But, yeah. But what's your favorite game series? Pokemon. Like, by far Pokemon. Why? It's just always been there. Like, when I was, like, probably two or three, like, I had, like, this stuffed Pikachu doll. And, like, because I just love Pokemon. And I actually still have that doll. And, like, when Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire came out, like, that's how me and Jody actually became best friends is because of that game. She had Sapphire and I had Ruby and it was like on the playground literally like 
hey, you have the opposite game of me and we can trade Pokemon. So, you feel like that game in particular made you have a better friendship with someone that you owe dear to yourself right now? Oh yeah, like, we weren't, like, we knew of each other and stuff, but like, because we were like six years old when this game came mm -hmm. out. So when it came out, we were on the play, like, that's what we would play on the playground during the like, recess and stuff. So. Now, was it the mechanics of being able to trade with somebody else that drew you closer to them? Or kind just of, the overall game? Kind of, and just the overall game of like, hey, you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. And then like, we started talking and like, eventually like, we both had like, these huge Pokemon card collections. And like, we, it got to the point where, where we would trade Pokemon cards like every day after school, like waiting for our moms to pick us up and stuff. So, Pokemon has really like shaped our friendship. Like we're going to the Pokemon Symphony yeah. July with you. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Um, being the Gen 1 guy, Generation 1, so it came out in what year? Fact checker. I think it was I like you. nine. I think it was like ninety eight. Yeah, <laughs> I could be wrong, but being a Gen One guy, it was interesting. Like growing up with the like cartoon, and then later on the game came out, and seeing how the game was kind of similar to it, and that's what made me get into it. But I didn't realize that other play it could be trade capability, because like it was just coming out, and like everyone was just learning how to play. It's one of my favorite games of all time, just for the benefits of being able to trade with other players, grow a friendship, and when you look at the regions, like, for those that don't know, Pokemon has seven different regions with Pokemon Sun and Moon just coming out, and each one has a map, and like, you know that there's a, the puzzle pieces yeah. that you didn't finish, me either, <laughs> that, that shit is for the birds. <laughs> I might have my little sister do that, but just recognizing like how big the area is when you have all seven maps together is amazing. I don't know if you ever took a look at the ma actual map. I think I have on the internet. I've seen it around. Like, well, speaking of the game, yes, yeah, the game. 1990. 1990. Well, that was when probably was, in Japan. That was in Japan. So yeah. was it red and green? Yeah. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> 1990, it like... It says E-N. E-N? No, hold on, sorry, that's something else. <laughs> Speak up, bro. <laughs> but, otherwise, it was... So when was it released in the United, United States? States? Yes. <laughs> when was it released in the United States is where we were looking for. <laughs> because if she was saying you were six, that puts it around 2002, four, region three. 1996, I think. 1996? God. That's nice. That's kind of crazy. No, I just lied, actually. <laughs> it was 1998. So I was right? <laughs> well, then. Hold on, Wait. you found the answer? Yeah. Wait, hold on. It's telling me one for Japan, one for Europe, and... The we Nashville. want the one for the United States of America. And to the rich it stands. <laughs> one nation. 1998. Under Pokemon. 1998. 1998. But yeah, I think what people don't like about Pokemon is that it's still around. Do you agree? Yeah, probably. And like, a bunch of people say that 
like the Pokemon aren't original anymore, which is like, come on, like we had a Pokemon in first generation, sell some eggs, yeah. and yeah. So I don't. People do say that, but I don't really agree with that. You don't agree with? I'm talking about like adults. Adults say like, well, it's just for kids, and like when they see it, still pertain to their own kids like grunt like our 20s and our 20s and we still love the game they seem to have a problem with it and, I, and it doesn't have to do anything with nostalgia i think it's just that we go a part of my life and that's with anything you read like if you're in the super superhero comics or if you love harry potter or the lord of the rings it's going to be a part of your life no matter what and i'm pretty sure you're going to show it to the next generation and that's what i like about pokemon and I'm pretty sure that's what you like about it too. Like, yeah, I love the fact that I that I can still play it at 21, just like I was playing it when I got like when my cousin gave me like Pokemon Red, like. So. So yeah. Um, what about what's your favorite Pokemon? Pikachu. Why? <laughs> it's always it's. It's always been my favorite Pokemon, and everybody's like, that is so generic. And yeah, it is generic, but it's always, like, it's always been, like, that staple. He's, like, the face of Pokemon. But, I mean, if I had to have a second one, it would be Flygon. Now like you're starting Flygon. to sound like a normal yeah. person. Because, <laughs> like, with anything that you do, I feel like you've got to separate the main character from your life. Because it's, cause it's automatically. Yeah. It's automatic, so like everyone's gonna say Pikachu, but I'm like, okay, what's what's behind Pikachu, and why? And you say Flygon, and like when yeah. you look at the evolution, like for those that don't know, you gotta evolve your Pokemon, so like they can reach the next stage, and one looks like a cocoon, and then the final stage is a dragon. It's just that mesmerizing to see how much work you put into it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Flygon is because Flygon looks nothing like Trapinch, which is what it starts out as. And it was always cool because, like I said, Ruby and Sapphire was, like, the first game I got, like, super into. So seeing that was really, really neat. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite Pokemon, Josh? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the champion of all Pokemon. His name is Squirtle. Squirtle? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And there is no one better than Squirtle. Huh. Well, what's your favorite starter then? My favorite starter? Yes. Does Pikachu count? No, Pikachu doesn't count. Because okay. there's seven generations. And that's how many Pokemon? Uh, three times? Seven games? Twenty-four? Yeah. I don't know. Twenty-five? You count Pikachu? Be. It's counting Pikachu. It's Pikachu, but... Once again, behind Pikachu, <laughs> behind the obvious answer, it'd probably be Mudkip. Mudkip. Because that's... Well, my first starter was Charmander. There's always Charmander in red and blue. But I never really, like... I was, like, four when <laughs> red and blue like, came yes. out. So I didn't really play. Like, I played enough to, like, know the Pokemon and watch the anime and stuff. But I never got anywhere with it. Yeah. So Mudkip was actually, like, my first, like starter Pokemon. And like, this is actually an exclusive, but I actually stopped playing the game for a while. Like, after yeah. after 3 came out, I didn't play it until X and Y came out. 
because I think I went through a stage like where I didn't want to play video games as much. I was focused on reading more. And then when XMY came out, and I saw my friends play it, and I saw all the new capabilities of where the game had, I was like, okay, I gotta play it. And like, I'm hooked now, because like, what did you think, what was your overall experience with Pokemon Go? With Pokemon Go? It was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like, it made me get out of the house and actually like, walk around and stuff. Like, in Orangeboro, because like, where I live, there's like, no Pokemon, because I live out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was fun, but it kind of died down really quick after, like, you see the same Pokemon over and over and over again, and it's just, like... Do you think, because they took away the track ability, like, to be able to track your Pokemon? Because that's what people say that they hate it the most, is they took that away. That's probably as soon as I dropped off, because I really liked the three Poketrack thing. Like, mm -hmm. it was three, then it's two, then it's one, and then you find it. I really liked that a whole lot, but yeah, after they took that away, it's kind of like you have to walk around aimlessly, so mm -hmm. it's like not as fun. Mm -hmm. Now, do you look at things like that to be a trend? It looks like you could tell Pokemon players and trend players. Do you think it was good for the franchise? I think it was really good for the franchise, and like there is there are trend players, but like. That's what they enjoy. Like, I'm all for everybody enjoying. Like, a bunch of Pokemon fans were like, oh, people need to stop. This is our thing. No, it's not. Pokemon has always will be for everybody. Kind yeah, of thing. because the, the name of it is Trainers Welcome. And yeah. I will always welcome someone new that wants to learn how to play Pokemon. Like, I have a little sister, not so little anymore, but she still plays. And I have a brother that plays. My dad still plays. Like, it's just an awesome fan base. Nintendo has an amazing fan base going for. Well, I guess I could take that back to Pokemon Company because they're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't Technically. Technically <laughs> not the same. So what are your expectations for Pokemon moving forward? I don't know. I'm hoping that they um, remake Diamond and Pearl. Like, like they remade Ruby and Sapphire, because I thought the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was fantastic. Like, I really enjoyed that remake. And Diamond and Pearl, like, Generation 4, probably, I wouldn't say, maybe third favorite generation mm -hmm. of all time. And that would be really neat to watch them remake all that. You look like you got something to say, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> you good? Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, just making sure. So that's your second favorite. I, I would just say. My, see, I don't know. Like Generation One might be my second favorite Pokemon generation, just because that's like I grew up with that anime. Like that was the first thing that like got me into Pokemon. And then it would probably, and then for third favorite generation, like it would be a tie between. What was one? One is with Squirrel and Pikachu. And no, what was your one favorite? What My was first favorite? favorite, third generation. Third generation. Third generation set the bar for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the third generation is just amazing. I don't understand. I guess because the starter base, Torchic. What's the? Trico. Trico and Mudkip. What makes them better than you know the Dynamic Four? The Dynamic Four. Yeah, what makes them better than like I would say that they're better than them. They're, they're not better, it's just that they set the bar for new players. Yeah. 
and like that's when more players were starting to play because like you get Torchic and he evolves into Blaziken and Blaziken's a fire flying type probably the first one of its kind and compared to what um, Swamp Art the final evolved form of Mudkip and he's a water round type and that's like when they start mixing types up together because like you know in the first generation they can only be electric or water and towards the third it was they start mixing and matching and it made it harder as a trainer to learn what that person's weakness what that Pokemon's weakness was and it made you have to like rotate in different Pokemon because you can have six Pokemon for battle but if you don't have the weakness of one kind you're kind of set up to lose <laughs> and that's where it made battling even more fun <laughs> because like I consider myself a little bit of a battler but I'm more of a catch every Pokemon kind of guy because I am working on it uh, a feed to have every Pokemon on my 3DS to put on reddit because it's just one of those you registered that you have every Pokemon and I got a lot of good friends that have it and I'm still working <laughs> yeah, I haven't completed it yet either. You haven't completed? How many do you I haven't completed have right now? Over all my games, a whole lot. Do you think you'll have every single one of them? I don't think, no, I know I don't have every single one, especially when it gets into Generation 5 and stuff, because I didn't really play Generation 5. Like, Generation 5, I fell off, and I was like, I'm not sure if I like this. Yeah, well, gener- but, just that version. Yeah, just, just black and white. Like, <laughs> I just really did not like black and white at, at all. all. Yeah. But we're gonna dive a little deep. Ash. Someone, people, we grew up with Ash. Ash Ketchum, if you don't know him, catch him on Cartoon Network. This isn't an ad, by the way, <laughs> but you catch him on Cartoon Network or Netflix. Um, he's the main character of the story. But when you play the game. There's a character called Red. And apparently, Ash is supposed to be based off Red. Why isn't he a complete entity of Red? Because Ash seems to be really mellow, not the Pokemon trainer as his counterpart is. Do you have any insight on that? You know, I don't... To me, it more so feels like Ash is a mixture of red and blue. Right and blue? Yeah. I would say it's a mixture of red and blue. Because, like, red is known for, like, being, like, super hard into, like, battling. Got a whole lot of Pokemon. And I think Ash... I don't even think Ash broke 100. (laughs) He probably has by now. Mm -hmm. But he... And Ash just did not catch Pokemon as much as red did. Mm Mm-hmm. But the thing about that was he was doing it for the professor. Yeah. And so they're still the same professor. I was wondering why the anime made Ash seem like he wasn't as great. Because, like, Red is a character and Blue is a character for those that don't know. But Blue seemed more ambitious than what Red did. Well, that's why I feel like Ash is a mixture of the two. Because Ash is really ambitious with, like, the Pokemon League and all of that stuff. And he wants to win all the gym battles, like... He's really ambitious and he's also really like easygoing and fun. Where Red was really kind of, I guess, uptight. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But what made him. How did you feel every time he let his Pokemon go? 
honestly, like when you let Butterfree go, like yeah. I cried. <laughs> I got really? so sad. <laughs> but I can see where he can let him go. Really? I can't even let my Pokemon go in the game though without feeling like really sad about it. <laughs> well, like I said, that is great. So your expectations is for him to remake the fifth generation? Fourth. Fourth generation. Fourth generation first, and then probably move on to like generation what, eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out Sun and Moon. It gets good, guys. Yeah. It gets depressing, but <laughs> no spoilers for that one. Yeah. Um. Do you think it'll come to the Nintendo Switch? Probably not. I I can't see it. I can see like a virtual console with uh, like Pokemon Snap. That would be awesome. That I, Pokemon I, I, Snap Virtual Console game on the Switch. I really just saw that, like, on IGN, that that's what they're asking for. Like, in the Pokemon game, there has to be Pokemon Snap on it. Yeah, like, that would be, that would be really fun, I think, to, like, because the Switch's motion controls are really good anyway, so. Mm -hmm. Now, how did, how has the Switch benefited you so far? What's your expectation? Has, has it met all your expectations, or are you still kind of iffy? Because it's still brand new, so. The Switch honestly blew me out of the water. Like, <laughs> I did not expect to love it as much as I do. Because, well, when it came out, it's like, they announced Super Mario Odyssey, and they announced Breath of the Wild. And I heard Breath of the Wild was coming out, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. And, of course, like, I bought everything Nintendo puts out, so it's like, I pre-ordered it, and it's like, I'm spending $300 to play a Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I I thought Breath of the Wild was probably game of the year, like, easily. Breath yeah. of the Wild is fantastic. But I'm mostly excited for Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, because I remember you were like, I'm still on the ropes about Breath of the Wild. I'm like, really? Like, this game is going to be awesome. Like, I yeah. guess because for me, it was just waiting for that moment to be able to play another Zelda game. And yeah. then, like, it broke, blew me out of the water. Yeah, it was, like... <laughs> in the very beginning of the game, when you walk out and like see all of Hyrule, like that was gorgeous. And then it was intimidating. Like, don't it was give me. Yeah. But it was gorgeous because it's like you stood there and it's like this is a video game, like by Nintendo. This is a Legend of Zelda game. And then of course you see what you can do and you fall off the cliff and yeah. die the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, once you don't that, once you paraglide off the plateau, guys, you're in for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, if you're playing it on the Wii U or Nintendo Switch, it's amazing. Now, why? Sheesh, how can I word this? What made you? No, no, no. Here it is. Has Breath of the Wild made you look at open worlds differently? I wouldn't say necessarily differently. It did make me look at Legend of Zelda games differently. So do you think you can go back and play games like Fallout 4? Yeah. <laughs> I love Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah, okay. I could definitely go back and play Fallout 4 again. But with Breath of the Wild, it made me be excited about Legend of Zelda games. Really? Yeah. Because like, I, I was never super into Legend of Zelda. But I play all the games just to play all the games because I love Nintendo. Like, I love Nintendo. But I never thoroughly, like, I love Legends of Zelda. I can't wait to get home to play Legends of Zelda, blah, blah, blah. But with Breath of the Wild, it was literally, like, 
I cannot wait to get home and play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and what makes it amazing about that Switch is like taking it on the go. Just like I don't know if you've done it yet, but it's really just a, like I'll play it on my big screen. And it's like, well, I gotta go somewhere, and it's like it instantly comes out with me. I'm taking this thing with me, regardless of where I'm going. Now, where are your expectations for Mario Kart? <laughs> I know it's we're like two days away from it. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but in reality, like, I'm so excited. But in reality, it's going to be, I'm going to download it at 11 o'clock on Thursday night when it comes out. And I'm going to play one one course, and I'm going to be like, wow, this is the same exact game that I bought three years ago. And then I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> but I'm so excited. Like, because yeah. they added, they did add a bunch of new courses and stuff, so excited no. to see those. Yeah, okay, this is a question. Maybe Josh can give us an insight. Got it. <laughs> what is it about Nintendo that makes us keep coming back to it? Probably the nostalgia. Like, nostalgia? That, yeah, and it's always been there. Like, you always have Nintendo way up here, and like, Sony and Microsoft, like, they've been around, but they've never been to, like, the level of Nintendo. Well, because like you said, this was like a make or break thing for Nintendo, and it's amazing. Like, when you look at the way they marketed it, like, it was cool, it was quirky, funny, but like, you saw what you were getting, you see what you're getting. Like, when they did the Super Bowl ad for it, and they played the song, You Make Me a Believer by the Imagine Dragons, that actually made me want it even more, because like, that song inspired me to say, like, I can do anything, like, like you're making me a believer to do something. <coughs> with my life, so. Yeah, I do think that was fitting because a lot of people, like, me included, it was like, man, I'm just going to buy the Nintendo Switch. I don't know how it's going to come out. Like, I don't know how it's going to be or anything. Because <laughs> you saw, you remember me? I was just geeked every day. Like, yeah. like <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I'm so apprehensive about it, but I'm still going to spend the money to buy it. <laughs> we talk a lot about Pokemon. Now we're going to dive deeper. <coughs> into the science fiction world known as Star Wars. <laughs> you're a big yeah. Star you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah yeah. <laughs> what makes you love the series so much? Have you read any of the books as well? Comics? I've never I haven't gotten into the comics just because there's so many and I don't know where to start. And honestly same with the books. Like I'm starting to get into the books more. But the first Star Wars book actually Red was Rogue One because that movie, that movie was great. But I've always loved Star Wars. Like the prequels came out whenever I was like young and like growing up, so it's like those were really like those kind of shaped like my love of sci-fi and stuff. So. So, fact checker, you might have to look this up for me just to make sure. Um, what about the theme friendship? theme of hope. Uh, yeah, I, those are huge in Star Wars, I think. Like, And I love the theme of friendship. Like, I've said this before, and it's like, love stories don't really belong in Star Wars. Um, of course, there's Han and Leia, and that's the greatest ever. Like, I love Han and greatest Leia. Greatest love story ever? Because that's <laughs> not true. That's Gloomy to Broke, Cory, and Topanga. That is a fact. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> it's the greatest love story in Star Wars. Star Wars can never top it. Like, Padme and Anakin, that's creepy. That's <laughs> creepy? creepy? Yeah, Padme is quite a bit older than Anakin. I don't remember the age. I like older girls. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, was, I saw where Anakin was going. But. 
<laughs> but I think friendship, like, that friendship makes me enjoy it a lot more because I'm, I really like movies that focus more on, like, the friendship and, like, the journey over, like, relationships, mm-hmm. you know? Well, there is something key. Like, you can see in video games, as your boyfriend can vouch for me as this, too. Like, in the game Final Fantasy VII. It's great. That, a great game. It's great game. Amazing. If you haven't played it, just wait for the one on PlayStation 4. Oh, it's, it's going to be unreal. <laughs> it's going to be unreal. We all know. But what we're saying is just the fact that none of those characters actually know each other. And then they're, like, forced to work together. And I think they got the idea from Star Wars. Yeah. Because Star Wars, as you can see, is that Luke doesn't know anything about his life. He doesn't know anything about the Jedi or the dark side. Why don't they have Sith? Why don't they have an actual name? (laughs) But Sith, he's a Sith Lord. And he doesn't know anything about Leia or Han. And it's like they're forced to work together. Yeah. Because, like, he doesn't even know Leia is his sister until, what, Empire Strikes Back? Six. Return of the Jedi. Is when he really? actually finds out. Okay. Return of the Jedi is when he actually finds okay, out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, it's like, he didn't know those people. Like, he no. knew Obi Wan just because he's the hermit that lives a yeah. little bit down from him. Yeah, but I don't know if George Lucas did that on purpose. He probably did to go ahead and make four, five, and six. But back then it was just a new hope. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. But I wonder, do you think if the prologue wasn't made, the prologues weren't made, do you think you could still understand the story? Yeah. Well, it's because he made A New Hope actually to be a standalone, but then it like blew up, so he made five and six. Five and six. And, like, those two explain, like, what happens. Like, it's like, Luke, I am your father. Like, it kind of explains it. But mm-hmm. I guess the prequels just give more, like, insight into, like, what all happened. And, like, Anakin growing up and Obi-Wan growing up. And where C-3PO and R2 came from. Like, it gave a lot of backstory that well, technically wasn't needed, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have. I think what people wanted to see is like when like he meets you for the first time and they tell him to train him and he goes like well he's too old yeah. uh, he's too old and like when you go back and look at episode one phantom mentors phantom of the menace is that right phantom, phantom menace phantom menace okay. phantom, phantom menace. The phantom menace. <laughs> dark mall <laughs> dark mall is all you need to know about that movie guys everything else sucked yeah it's <laughs> such a great character but um just uh, when he when he says that, you know, that they have to be younger to be able to train. It's just creepy that how you said that you're, you respect. I guess you can understand. I get what you're saying. Two strangers just meet up. And like you said, your favorite movie right now of it is Rogue One, right? Yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, overall, it would probably be episode three. Like, I love episode three. Why? Episode 3, like, that's when Anakin became Darth Vader. In other words, that's when Obi-Wan destroyed Anakin. <laughs> that too. Is 
a whole nother. Spoilers! <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now. But it's just so dark, and I, I love the concept of, like, all darker movies. Like, that's why I, I love Anakin, like, and Darth Vader. Like, I love the dark in movies. And episode three is very dark. Like, yeah. when he kills all the younglings, like, it's like, oh, wow, they went there. And I feel like I don't, this might sound wrong, but when you look at the third movie and then the sixth movie, it kind of sets the tone for the next trilogy. Oh, yeah. It, I don't know if that's the same for The Force Awakens coming back off of Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith going into A New Hope. I think The Force Awakens was more so... The Force Awakens was very New Hope. Like, it had the storyline of A New Hope, kind of. Like, but they needed to just to establish the friendship, <laughs> like the trio. Six, you're like, I'm started from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> because he goes from... Hermit on Alderaan. Is he on Alderaan? No, he's on Tatooine. Tatooine. Um, from Tatooine to being the face of the yeah. Rebellion Army. And I think I like that about any, char any character that doesn't have a big role at first. Yeah. Because they become the face of it. Yeah, like, and the fact that they come from nothing. Like, Luke Skywalker was like a farmhand on Tatooine. And Han Solo was a smuggler, and Princess Leia was a princess. And then you get to the new one, and it's like, Rey is an abandoned child on Jakku, and then of course Finn is from the Empire, and then yeah, Poe is a pilot. Mm -hmm. It's like just the three most unlikely people like end up becoming the heroes. Okay, so you said Rogue One is by far your favorite right now is it because it's really dark or is it because of the hope that it gets into it probably both like it's my favorite right now because it just came out and like i've watched it like four times <laughs> like i saw it twice in theaters yeah but rogue one is really dark and i like one of my favorite things about rogue one is that there wasn't a clear good bad side like you had of course you had the empire and the rebellion which is obviously the good and the bad but in rogue one you had people in the rebellion that are going against the rebellion to bring down the empire it's like they are the good guys but even the good guys can do bad things like mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite scenes overall of rogue one is that the is that like there's two sides of every story yeah and like I don't know. There was, you know, I think uh, her dad was kind of a good Just saying. But I think he had a good conscience the whole time. I think Galen Erso was like the biggest bro in the galaxy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I'll go build this, like, planet destroyer, but I don't want to, so I'm going to put something so small that nobody can detect it except for me. Actually, I, over the weekend, I, I was at a gathering and they asked me, how do you, how do you feel about Rogue One? I said, it's the second best movie of the Star Wars series, and this is what's the first one, Empire Strikes Back. Of course it is. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back will always be number one. Don't know why yet. It but is, it's probably number one overall. It's my number two overall. Okay, because of Revenge, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, of course. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you recall that Return of the Sith, you're saying? I, yeah. Did <laughs> you just call that the Return of the Sith? <laughs> but, um, he said... 
He said, well, I didn't realize that it was right before. Yeah, like, that's what, one of the things, it's like, because I went into the theater, it's like, I don't know how good this is going to be. Like, what is Disney doing, like, doing all these spinoffs of Star Wars? But I went into the theater, and, of course, if you haven't seen Rogue One, I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah, yeah. but it ends literally where A New Hope begins, and yeah. that was... I have uh, some information from Business Insider. <laughs> okay, well, we got ranked the Star Wars as eight, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Eight, Return of the Jedi. What was your favorite? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me start over. Eight was The Phantom Menace. Seven was Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Whoa. Six was Return of the Jedi, Attack <laughs> of the Clones. Rogue One was four. The Force Awakens was three. A New Hope 2, and number one, <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Back. I think the big part of why I love episode three so much is because that movie came out right when you right got, when in I got into Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah. I went to the theater to see it with my buddy when we were real young. I yeah, also my liked dad took me to the theater. That also is the reason why I think Obi-Wan is the baddest. <laughs> okay, why do you think Obi-Wan is the baddest? Because the way he pretty much handed hand ass <laughs> to uh, Luke, not Luke. Anakin. The reason I think Obi-Wan is the greatest Jedi of all time is because everybody says Anakin is, and Anna can't beat Obi-Wan. <laughs> so it's that simple. Well, you see, well, and then you'll, well, Darth Vader was not a Jedi, so you can't, you can't argue that. Well, well, you can say it well back there. Everybody said Anakin, now I don't know what to say. Well, especially now, like, everyone says Yoda is the best because, especially in the franchise right now, every single Jedi's training can be traced back to Yoda. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I feel like that's like the cheater's way out of it's it. It's cheater's like, way out? Like, could Yoda, like, if Yoda and Obi-Wan got it on like Donkey Kong, my buddy's on Obi-Wan. Like, <laughs> I'm taking Yoda. I would take Yoda. <laughs> He's like, fuck that shit. I gotta <laughs> take Obi-Wan. But no, I would be one forever. <laughs> I think Yoda is amazing. <laughs> so, rank number one is Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Understand. I, agree. <laughs> I agree with that. According like, to Business Insider, that's what From it's a non-biased standpoint, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Well, I think Revenge of the Sith was actually the first one I got into, too. Okay, here's the reason why Obi-Wan's the greatest. I found the following. Obi-Wan trained Anakin, who became one of the most powerful Jedi Sith of all time. He killed Darth Maul, killed Jenny, survived two encounters with Darth Vader, curved Vader's power by burning him to death. Obi-Wan stayed undetected by the Empire for years, led and trained Luke, led Luke to Yoda, had a big part in destroying the Empire, sat on the Jedi Council. He really was a kick-ass Jedi. <laughs> he was really a kick-ass Jedi. <laughs> you, you just really just love him. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and granted, he was the best Jedi next to Yoda. Next to, <laughs> next to, next next to, to yeah. character in the series overall, besides Anakin, because that seems to go be well, your go to. I love to. Anakin slash Darth Vader. Like I love Darth Vader too. Like that character is so like I love it. But like probably my favorite character. I don't know. That's hard. That's a hard question. Okay. Leia. But, it like, would be Leia. Just be honest. It's Chewbacca. It would be Leia. <laughs> I was going to say Han Solo, I, but you know. Han <laughs> Solo's up there, but, because I was actually thinking in between Han Solo and Leia, but I, Leia. Now, this dark side thing that you have, why do you prefer the dark side of the Force then? I actually don't. I just like the then theme that, of the, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 I'm setting this up. Okay, so, 
That doesn't make sense that why you love Anakin so much then. I just think he's a good character. Like, <laughs> okay, people are gonna say like, oh, he was terrible in the prequels, but you can only do so much with a bad script. Yes, yeah, that the first script was still made. Even the second <laughs> script was well, just Attack of the Clones uh, was terrible. Yeah. It was really, really terrible. It was, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I've tried watching that movie several times. I can't get past it at all. It, yeah, it's awful. And so is um episode one. Phantom Minutes. Like I thought that was it's And it has a stellar cause. It has a really good cause in it. You might look yeah. it up. I think Liam Neeson's in it. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked uh, one. You liked one? I was also a very little kid, but again, Obi Wan was a BA, so yeah, I liked it. I mean but you don't like the dark side of the force, but you like the character of Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Yeah. So would you say that they have two different personas? That gets into a lot. I think... Kind of... Because... because oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, because what you're saying, when you look at his light side, it's like, great. He's supposed to be the chosen one, but like when that... When, uh, what's his name? Palpatine. Palpatine starts twitching with him a little bit. You can see it start changing into a darker side and a different persona. And like you said, uh, it's just different. It almost is a different persona because which one does he go back to the light side and takes off his helmet and dies? That's, That's Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, like, he what, he'd been Darth Vader for years and years and years. And then he turns light because Anakin has that soft spot for his family. Like, I honestly think. Because, like, when his mom died, he went... He went wild and killed all those sand people. And it's like, now that he... And I think Padme dying was part of the reason that he was fully immersed into the Darth Vader drama. Because I feel like there is, like, two kind of persona there. Mm -hmm. Because, well, like I said, Anakin cares a lot for his family. And Darth Vader is this ruthless, like blow that planet up just to show you what we can do like he blows up Alderaan just to show Leia that he can like it's <laughs> like I can what are you gonna do <laughs> I nothing mean, I mean um that's a good question that a lot of people ask why do you think Leia never used the force oh she was quite a like I think and I think this is why I really love this thing in Rogue One it's like I think the force surrounds everybody but the Jedi are obviously stronger in the Force. Like, I don't think Leia was ever, like, too strong into the Force. Then why did Yoda say there's another? Because he could sense it. They're twins. Mm-hmm. I would say, it like, because they can sense it in the Force. Like, when, when Alderaan got destroyed, Obi-Wan sensed that in the Force. Mm-hmm. Like, like a thousand people, or a million people screamed out at once and suddenly stopped. Like, he felt that. The cast of uh, Season 1... Had Natalie Portman. Episode one. Episode one. Episode one. Uh, Natalie Portman as Padme. Kira Knightley, known for her work in Pirates of the Caribbean, as Sad Bay. I don't know how to say that. Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn. Oh yeah. And Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. Ewan McGregor. Uh, Jake Lloyd, Ray Park, and your favorite. Ewan Ewan McGregor. McGregor. (laughs) As Obi Wan, of course. Hayden Christensen. You didn't even say him. Yeah, I just relate to the top two. <laughs> Who? Oh, is that, he plays Anakin, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. 
Wait, but really? Good yeah, Hayden yeah. Christensen. I wonder why I didn't say his name then. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you don't care about Anakin. It's all about Obi-Wan, you know, because Obi-Wan rocks. Dang right it is. Fuck Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> but, outside of that, what we talk, we're going to talk about how some of these characters are making Disney diverse, and it's really, really good. We have John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and who plays uh, mm. Captain oh, Poe? Plays what? Stop. I Captain wish you Pope. hadn't have asked me. <laughs> I, Oscar Isaac. Oscar I love I, him. Yeah. Oscar okay. Isaac. We have really different backgrounds playing roles. We'll start off with John Boyega. How do you feel about someone from the dark side that's not a Skywalker coming to the light? I think that's cool. Like, I think it shows, it most importantly shows that the stormtroopers are human too. Mm -hmm. Like, all throughout Star Wars, you just see stormtroopers as like, these just disposable, well, the Empire treats them like they're just disposable clones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, force, uh, like, do you think he's force sensitive? I really feel like he could, he's going to be a Jedi. I personally <laughs> want him to. But do you think he's force sensitive just to be able to be, I guess what people like to call woke. <laughs> Fucking hate that word. But <laughs> woke, he like became conscious of what he was doing. Yeah, I think I think I could see him being force sensitive, if not like a full blown Jedi. Mm -hmm. Because he did, he was like, This is really wrong. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna do this. I mean So what did you think of him as a character? Finn. Oh, I, I like Finn as a character. I like Finn a lot. I like all three of the new trio as the like as characters. I think they have a lot of potential. Because I can't really base it right now because all we have is The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi trailer. So I can't really base on like... But in the movie, I thought all three of them were great. Yeah. I, John Boyega is probably one of my favorite actors now. Like okay. I really liked his portrayal. Okay, so do you think that is a problem? Like I was mentioned in the last podcast, is that last year was an off year for the series. Not off as being bad, but it wasn't a number. And yeah. like sometimes with video games, myself, I'm going like, well, if that game doesn't have a number next to it, I know it's not canon whatsoever, so I'm not gonna play it. But if it something like Star Wars, it says a Star Wars story. So that means it's going to get into the lore of it, and like I know that it's going to be based around the great it could be. Yeah, well when I went into Sierra Warren, I was like, this, I don't know about this. And like I still feel like that now with the Han Solo movie, just because like, I don't, I'm not so sure about the guys that they have playing Han Solo. Donald Glover's going to be good, I don't Donald Glover's going to be fantastic, <laughs> he's going to play no, a fantastic Lando Calrissian. <laughs> But, like, I went into Rogue One, and I was like, uh, what is Disney doing? What are we doing here? And then I watched it, and by the end of Rogue One, it was, like, that was that was so much better than I ever imagined. <laughs> okay, so, do you think Disney has their thing going the right direction? Because we have so many movies right now where, where they're labeling, labeling as whitewashed. So, I think it's kind of cool that movies, like, the Force Awakens takes everything that you loved about the original and turns it upside down so it's on the flip. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and say this is what it should be. 
We're in a new time set. I'm sorry, George Lucas, you're a great writer, but we got to do this this way now. So, I wonder if, how George Lucas felt about women actually being in the row. So, like, I don't know if he ever... I, I personally don't know if he has a problem with Ray being a Jedi. Or potential. How do you feel about it? I think Ray being a Jedi is... When I was a kid, me and my cousin would play Star Wars, and I was always Anakin, because... Like, I love Leia. Like, I love Leia. But she wasn't a Jedi. And it's like, oh, well, I want to be a Jedi. So I was always Anakin. And he was always Obi-Wan. <laughs> but, and I think it's really cool to see Daisy Ridley, Ray, probably going to become a Jedi. Like, I think that's really neat. How do you feel about it, bro? Uh, did you lose those battles? <laughs> that would make it realistic. <laughs> no, I actually gave him his first black eye with a lightsaber. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, with Daisy Ridley's character is interesting because it has that kind of Great Gatsby vibe to it. If you've ever read The Great Gatsby, I'm pretty sure you had to read it growing, yeah. growing up. It has that vibe of a woman <coughs> being able to be the force leading it, and. I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how she does, and I'm pretty sure everyone has their theories about who her mom is, and I'm, I know there's been a lot of talk, but like one theory that someone said is that Kylo Ren has to go further into the dark side for Rey to go further into the light side. Is that true? Personally, I don't think that should happen at all. Like, I will be kind of <laughs> mad that, if that happens. Because, like, well, in the last Jedi trailer, it was like, Luke said, reach out, what do you see? And she said, light and dark. And I was like, she has got to struggle with the dark side, even more so than Luke did. Because Luke had, like, a very small struggle with the dark side. <laughs> yes. But I want her struggle to be large. Like, I would, I would love for them, like you said, to turn the original trilogy, like, they forget that like we're having our main character go pretty deep into the dark side kind of thing well so but they did that in the books as well they made yeah. Luke go into the dark side yeah but. apparently but that's not canon but I wonder how that makes people feel that they everything that they've read growing up doesn't count yeah well that's what like I mentioned earlier that I was gonna get that I'm getting into like the book series I'm only getting into, like, the canon book series. Because, like, there's books that are canon and books that are not canon. And it's kind of like, the books that are canon, like, do they really count? It's kind of like the Clone Wars, the mm. animated TV show. Because that's the only thing that's canon right now. Yeah, well, I don't, did they make the TV show canon? Yeah. Star Wars Clone Wars is canon. If that that's a bunch of bullshit because apparently yeah. Anakin has Anakin had a Padawan named yeah. Ahsoka. <laughs> I didn't like it. I tried to watch it and it was like, ah, this is I can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, Anakin had a Padawan in there. Huh. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 gonna be terrible for that. But you're so you're w really looking forward to her struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it would be interesting to see her struggle, and one of my also one of my biggest hopes in the Last Jedi seeing Leia, like I think that would be 
I'm I'm excited for that scene if there is that scene. Like I want it to happen. How would they do it though now that uh, her, she passed away? Well, they had finished the last Jedi before she passed away, and I'm assuming like they probably haven't cha- hasn't changed much. Like this isn't Rogue One. Like they're not gonna be film a movie and yeah, then yeah. scrap it all and be like, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. But I think I hope that they get to meet because they're not going to get to meet in episode 9, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, um, do you think if we were to look at the scripts, as as the plot gets darker, can this be an Empire Strikes Back thing? See? If they were to follow toy movie, Force Awakens as a toy movie, story-based The Last Jedi movie, boom. See, like, that's one of the things I kind of hope they get away from. It's like, The Force Awakens was really close to A New Hope. Like, everybody, like, all the critics that's like, wow, this is just like episode four. Like, they're not wrong. Like, someone who knows nothing about the Force and stuff suddenly is a Jedi and, like, all this stuff. And they blow up the Starkiller base just like they blew up the Death Star. But... I really hope that in The Last Jedi, it kind of strays away from the Empire Strikes Back plot. Actual plot. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know. Say that again. You hope it strays away from the actual plot of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because A New Hope was so... Or the Force Awakens was so much like a new hope. It's like you don't want to repeat. Don't follow the original trilogy. You know? Oh, because what people were thinking is that if Luke were to kill everybody, it'd pretty much be like Darth Vader. I'm like, well, that's just a piggyback off of the, yeah. the first trilogy, guys. And I think that he's not going to go to the dark side. There, I think he might go balance. Yeah. That way, he can use both of them. Yeah, I, I can't see Luke, like, going anywhere near the dark side. That makes sense. But he's had hints of it. Because, like, even my, one of my good friends thinks that when he, like, in Return of the Jedi, when he's running all black, yeah. and he'll go into yeah. the dark side. And if you look at it, Luke has not killed a single person. Yeah. Like, I went through, like, the movies, and I was like, how many people did Luke kill? Nobody. He didn't even kill Jar Jar. Not Jar Jar. Uh... <laughs> God, what is his name? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Han Solo has to, you know, he owes a guy. Boba Fett? Not Boba Fett, the other guy. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bubble. Java? Java. Yeah. Java the okay, Hutt. Yeah, Java. <laughs> I mean, like, he doesn't kill him. Leia kills him. Yeah. So, why is it. Do you feel like the Star Wars. Trilogy, not I mean, as a franchise, is a representation of our government. I don't know. I wouldn't get that. Not not not, not as our government, just like as a fact of like we're always going to war. I yeah, pretty much like. As like we'll bring it back to like the American Revolution. That's what it feels like to me sometimes. Yeah, because it is a rebellion. Yeah, (laughs) they're literally called the rebellion, and I do feel like. It's very war, like, driven. heavy, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's named Star Wars, but I wouldn't say it's overly political, like, it, it's got some aspects of political, like, the rebellion and everything, but I wouldn't say 
it's mainly driven by the world politics in the world today. Mm-hmm. That's good. What are your thoughts on it as you look up stats for me? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. You're just the guy that says Obi Wan Kenobi is the best. Yeah, if you're gonna get back on Obi Wan, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Obi Wan is a great Jedi. What? So, who is your favorite Jedi besides Yoda? My favorite Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Jedi. Mm, That's a good question because you've asked uh, a lot of your answers are very dark, dark, side oriented. It's a very good question to find out who your favorite Jedi is because I'm starting to think you are the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have to kill you. <laughs> no killing on the word of influence podcast, guys. <laughs> as it is a word of influence. <laughs> um, like you asked me this before we like started recording and it's like this is so hard because like you got Mace Windu and you got like you got to I don't know <laughs> it's a hard yeah it's, it's it can't be that hard yeah I it's, that it's not that hard to pick your favorite I would probably say Mace Windu why <laughs> Josh is mad that his well, girlfriend like didn't such pick such a stand up guy like Mace Windu was like, hey, like when he confronted Palpatine and was like, that's up to the Senate, and it's like, Palpatine was like, I am the Senate, and whatever, but Mace Windu would stand up against him, like, Mace Windu was there, like, you don't mess with him, even though, like, you might, like, lightning shock him out a window. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to you, what is the lore behind Star Wars? The lore? The lore. What is it about it that makes you deep dive deeper into it what makes it so great just the conflict the i conflict? would say the conflict and in the original trilogy like it's very cut and cut and dry like black and white like these are good guys these are the bad guys kind of thing but in a lot of star wars like the line is almost blurred like, especially in, like, the prequels, the line is kind of blurred, because it's like, uh, I can't even get that far into the lore of the prequels. The lore of the prequels, no, because yeah. you can't go into the, because... Well, well, while, like, the separationists start, like, the trade on Naboo or whatever, like, I don't really remember all of that stuff, but... I think it's, when you start talking about the lore or something, it's always, like... This starts it off. Now, when we dive deeper, as in like prequels, yeah. you kind of know the story yeah. behind it, and that's what makes lore so great. Is that you kind of know, like if you look at like the the lightsaber itself, like even in Force Awakens, you know the lore behind that yeah. freaking lightsaber. Is that well, who wants that fucking lightsaber? The more <laughs> you think about it, because. Anakin killed millions of Jedi's yeah. with it. Why the <laughs> fuck would all I? Those little children with it. <laughs> yeah. So why the fuck would I want the same lightsaber yeah. that the dark side used to acknowledge to pretty much knight himself as a dark person? Yeah. And it drives me crazy that some people are like, well, I prefer not you, but like they say, I prefer the dark side more. Well, why don't you like the light side? Is that well because they just stand for justice? Okay, so you rather be a rebel? <laughs> well, I think well, I think the dark side is like more interesting, and it's more like I always like like dark themes. But if I had to choose one, it's like the rebellion, like the light side. It's like 
they're actually like standing up for it and like actually doing something about pretty much the cops of the sci-fi world (laughs) if if we were to have star trek in here then you know this would be the same Uh, why don't you like star trek then and just never got into it like i always my dad's a huge star trek fan (laughs) and like i'll watch like the what is it the 70s tv shows yeah i love those star trek (laughs) those are hilarious they're great but i just never got into it like i've never seen a star trek movie but my dad was like crazy about star trek but i went more so into the star wars because that's what was big in a pivotal <laughs> time in my life when I was like, I don't even know how old I was. Tell me something that has made a huge impact on you in the last calendar year to make you a better person now. I don't know. A lot of things have happened. Just pick one. <laughs> Can I pick one? For the record, I know you got something. <laughs> The last calendar year. In the last year. For me, this uh, past calendar year has been pretty bland. Yeah, like, really? that's, that's I'd a say Parks and Rec has probably changed <laughs> me the most. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's influenced you to be better than this year? <laughs> um. <laughs> I've made a point to start, like, having a positive outlook on stuff. I don't know if that's been within the last year. But, but I have. Because, like, I'm tired of all the negativity in this world. Well, as we do have a lot of negative things. And I think people, when you look at video games or, like, movies, they go, like, I'm not trying to escape. I'm just looking at the world in a different way. Because, like, we play video games. We watch movies. We read books. While everybody else is worried about what Donald Trump is going to do. Or what anyone's gonna do. I'm like, I don't like sitting, I don't care what your political phase is, but it's really that I would like to enjoy my life as the best I can. So, like, when I, like, when I said it, like, when I played Breath of the Wild, there's just something about that world that makes me just stop and go, like, wow. Like, they're, everything's so positive in this world, and I just wanna be a part of it. And the same way with Star Wars, it's like, we have different friendships. We come from different backgrounds. Let's do this together. And I think that's what school is for. Yeah. Like, school is to, like you said, you met someone on the playground playing, uh, just playing Pokemon. And she's been my best friend for the last 15 years. years. <laughs> last 15 years. That's like, that's your ride to die. Like, guys could rock a mic together. <laughs> yeah, could we, for Probably. the record, say that her best friend is Jody and she declined? <laughs> yeah, she did decline yeah, she to do. Like being on, like she doesn't like talking. So well, I don't either. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know. I mean, like I said, you like I said, you guys can learn different things. Like it starts off with Pokemon, and it ends, and it like I don't know if she even likes Star Wars. And when she you loves did, Star Wars, yeah. Like when you did, y'all both get into the same time. I think. I think there's a little, maybe a little after. We got we both got into it around the episode three is mm-hmm. when we really got into it because she has an older brother, mm-hmm. so he like that was always around like in her family like I think she went to she went to see episode three in theaters she told me but she yeah yeah but I will admit something about episode three got everybody our age hooked into the shit oh yeah <laughs> like just I guess it was seeing him turn to the dark side now. My favorite character 
Here's Obi Wan Kenobi. That <laughs> Josh points his hand. Up. I love Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, don't get me wrong. Let me go on record and I say I must have got you wrong. I I, 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 love, I love Obi Wan Kenobi. I think he's very he's very sassy in A New Hope, and I love that. Like when Luke comes up and's like, "This droid says that he belongs to you," and Obi Wan's like, "I don't remember I'm like, I bought it's this like, shit. Okay, okay, Obi Wan." <laughs> I didn't buy this nonsense. I'm over here enjoying my life. Not really. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking a leak. Oh, I see, I see, I see you getting destroyed over here. Like, let me bust a few moves on you. Then we'll go. But there's got to be something up with these fucking Skywalkers. These Skywalkers are ruining everything. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're a big Anakin fan, but like, god dang. Yeah, he, he ruined a lot. Of, like, he ruined like, a lot of good. If you want to know something, if it wasn't for the Skywalkers, there wouldn't be a Star Wars movie. Yeah, none of this would have happened. <laughs> so, what is your theory leading up to this? Leading up to the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. If you're wanting me to say that she's a Skywalker, she's not. Oh, I'm not saying, I don't believe she is. She I think she's a Kenobi. I think she's a Kenobi. Too. <laughs> like, I want her to be a Kenobi so bad. I will like her a lot more if she's a Kenobi. <laughs> it, like I said, like, I want she, her to be a Kenobi. Like, I feel like she is a Kenobi. If anything else happens, otherwise, I might just walk out the theater for real. <laughs> I would walk out, but I would be there and I would be like... I hate everything about this, but then, like, the next day, I'll probably be like, man, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I guess because you got high expectations for it, and, like, it's going to be awesome. We're only, what, we're, like, eight months up from this shit? Yeah, December, like, <laughs> something, 15th, maybe? Yeah, and like I said, I told you, like, I don't like watching trailers whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I tell you, I tell everybody, I don't like watching trailers sometimes, because, like, I feel like they're going to ruin everything. I don't like being ruined. But I watched this one and I was like, okay, it's interesting. I don't want to see any more trailers. Yeah, well, the, old, the Last Jedi trailer literally told you nothing. Like, it, it gave us nothing. Like, Walker's bitter. Like, okay, we didn't expect that of him going into isolation on a faraway planet. Like, of course he's bitter. <laughs> but this comes back... The full circle now. Now that we've seen that this is why you like it, why has this influenced you so much? It's always been a big part of my life. Like, like I had a bunch of Star Wars stuff when I was younger because, like, when the prequels came out, I grew up, and it's like I kind of grew out of Star Wars, but I still watched it. Like, I had friends at school that like were love Star Wars and stuff, and then when the Force Awakens came out, I was like. I was I was one of those people that was like, what do you mean Disney bought Star Wars? What are they going to do to buy Star Wars? Like, <laughs> this can't be good. So and you were like, kind of catchy yeah, with the like, whole with Disney? Yeah, like with The Force Awakens, I was like, what are, what are they doing? Like, no. But like I said, Disney is a... I don't know, said they've stepped up their game a little bit. I think Disney is doing a fantastic job with Star Wars. And I love how they are releasing new content. Because, like... Honestly, like, I wouldn't, a lot of people our age, like, wouldn't be as big, like, into Star Wars as they are if Disney hadn't bought it and made a new trilogy. I have a, my big problem with people that say that they like Star Wars, but they said, well, 
Darth Vader's not in it. I'm like, did you not watch this? Like, you're older than me, like, <laughs> in your 40s. Like, do you, are you, do you know what happens in Return of the Jedi? <laughs> like, like, you've seen this movie. He's like, yeah, I've seen Return of the Jedi. What did Luke do in Force Awakens? I'm not telling you. Watch the damn movie, man. <laughs> like, and then they, when they go up and say it's a bad movie, I'm like, what's bad about this movie? Yeah. Like, it's the same, like, it's it's the same Star Wars. Yeah, like, they know. can't say plot is what's wrong with it, because it's a new hope. <laughs> it's a new, in yeah. a different time period. Yeah, and I guess, like, when Han Solo died, yeah. it wasn't really emotional. Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> yeah. A year after it came out. <laughs> two, two years, actually. But. Yeah, two years, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's been two years. Two years, 2015? Yeah. yeah, 2015 yeah. is when it came out. It is yeah. 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, seen it from here. You've seen it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so my stat checker over here already saw that Confirmed when it came out. It is. I mean, like, covered. It's been from what? The 80s to the 2017? Yeah. That's over 30 years? However, it was December 18th of 2015. Well, so yeah, but it was who cares? <laughs> we're, we're pretty much Do in the second time. Do you always release movies around Christmas time? Like, is mm-hmm. that a Star Wars thing? I think it's because it's the movie that it's the movie everybody wants to see. Yeah. You might, you might be right. But it's, they're not releasing um, Han Solo or Episode Nine in December. No, really? it's July or May. Well, May of next year. Yeah. And Episode Nine, they, like, just released... Episode 9 was quite, well... They, like, just released it, like, two days ago that it was gonna... May 24th. Yeah, May 24th, maybe. May 2020. The the first in the main trilogy to debut in the summer box office season. Well, so, that is true, because Revenge of the Sith... Revenge of the Sith came out out in May, right? Correct? No. But, with that being said, it is, like, you ask if, if you look at it from, like... Harry Potter and yeah, then Twilight. Mm-hmm. They're the same. Besides the last ones, like Yeah, there's something else that came out around Did Lord of the Rings come out? Uh, the Hobbit came out around Christmas. Christmas. Was the Hobbit? It was yeah. The Hobbit came out Christmas Day. And like I said, we we talked about that, like we talked about friendship things and like I don't know who actually started that. The whole we don't know each other but we're going to save the world together. Or go galaxy. Yeah. And it's cool as hell. Because, like, I just finished reading uh, oh, the first book in the Wheel of Time series today. Really good book. Thank you, Alex, for recommending it. i got to read the other 13 books now. But <laughs> there's just something about, like, saying, like, hey, you're, you're something special. Let's... Let's go do this. Yeah. And like you saw that in Lord of the Rings and you see it in Star Wars. And it's just interesting to see how authors are like that. Like you're you're gonna do something with your life. You're not just gonna all the goals that you wanted to do in life will not matter after you do this. We're gonna make you a better character. You see that a lot in Ray. You saw that a lot in Luke. You kinda saw it in Anakin, but Anakin's kind of got whitewashed. Not even whitewashed. It was just like, look, bro. Come to the dark side. We got we Jay-Z over here for you if you want me. If you want Kanye West and Jay-Z, come over here. And like, with that, people enjoyed it and loved it. And like, we over here at white, white side, we got Michael Jackson. Like, you know, like Michael Jackson, NSYNC, Justin Timberlake. Yo, just chill with this. Like, we're, we're, <laughs> 
like I said, we're just having fun. But, yeah, I'm glad that those two things have really influenced you. You got any questions for me? I don't know. I mean, go for it. <laughs> that was catching me off guard. I mean, it's open. It's an open book. It's an open it's book. It's an open book. Open forum section. Open forum. Open forum. Well, like Alex said the last episode, like, I'm not prepared for this. I told him, though. <laughs> I know, I'm not prepared. Oh, well, he gave you time to think about questions. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. going to say, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. And <laughs> Wait till you come on. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, I'm an open book. I'll tell anything. Nintendo game. Yeah. Outside of what categories? <laughs> Outside of, let's say, Legend of Zelda. No Legend of Zelda. <laughs> no Legend of Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, so. <laughs> Outside of Legend of Zelda, it had to be Sonic. Really? Yeah. I love Sonic. Like, he's like the comparison to someone's Flash. And I don't do a lot of DC Comics. I love Sonic, though. Uh, just the idea of a hedgehog being able to move that fast, <laughs> being able to save the world, animal, just mind his own business. He loves chili dogs. What yeah. the hell? I love chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> he is the perfect specimen. I agree completely. I know he's like He's like the Herschel Walker of the digital. Like, seriously, like. Like, the best, like, physical specimen. You know, like you said, like, I went to the mall yesterday just to find a, a beanie. Like, a, I wanted a Legend of Zelda beanie for, like, when I do podcasts. Because I just have this thing now, like, if you're a Twitch streamer. If for those that don't know what Twitch is, is like you stream your video games and people watch you and comment and have a good time while you play the video game. I just realized that we all wear hats. <laughs> and like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, like, everybody's wearing a hat while they stream or like podcasting. And I have noticed that. One of our <laughs> friends streams video games and he's always wearing a beanie. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was even before. Yeah, he, he's like the OG beanie guy. Really? Yeah. So, but, Yo, he's always in a beanie. Okay. <laughs> but I felt like I needed a beanie and I wanted a Legend of Zelda one and they didn't seem to have one. Sonic one at the time. I'm like, oh, I'll, look, you gotta buy one, get one half off. And like, we just took it off Sunday. Well, fuck this. I'm not <laughs> buying it. I'll wait till it comes back. <laughs> I'll just wait for this shit to come back. Or I could just go on Amazon and find it for free. You know, like yeah. a lesser price. But yeah, Zelda. Like, outside of Zelda, it would have to be Sonic, and then Mario. I never got too into Sonic, like, I watched the anime and stuff, but I think the only Sonic game like, I actually sat down and played was the one on Sega Genesis. Really? Yeah. So you never played Sonic Adventure? Sonic Adventure was amazing for the GameCube. Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> you didn't play it, either? Oh, I played Sonic. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Sega like, Genesis Sonic, whichever Sonic was on Sega Genesis, like, that was awesome. So... That's what one thing I would recommend you to play when it comes out. It would be Sonic Forces because that's going to be awesome because you have new generation Sonic, which is just like what you have in Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes probably if you play that one. <laughs> he's like shaking his head like, yeah, I know this. Like he's judging me for not playing Sonic. Uh, there's been a lot of judgment passed in this podcast. <laughs> but, and then you have your old generation Sonic. 
and like they're both saving the world together so that's what's going to be cool about it is that you get to play your O2D version of Sonic and also play your new 3D version of it so like like but outside of like Zelda it has to be Sonic but Mario I don't know if I can say he set the tone for for Nintendo for me because you get a Mario game everywhere now like DS like when there's it, even a mobile Mario. Yeah, mobile game. Mario. I played that. It's I awesome. Too, yeah. But like, Zelda is just Zelda. Like, you yeah. like that Breath of the Wild. No spoilers. I refuse yeah. to spoil that game for anybody. I haven't even finished it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't want it to end. But the thing <laughs> it's is though, <laughs> the thing is though with that game is that it feels like everybody's wrapping it up now. Yeah. <laughs> you like it puts well, more I pressure. Too. On like you. I'm wrapping it up. Like I, yeah. If I wanted to, I could go home and beat it tonight. But well, it would require me to stay up like all night, which I'm not gonna do. No. <laughs> but I could if I wanted to, kind of thing. It's how many? Like, how many divine beasts have you got? Three. Three. So. Yeah. If I need one more, and then. What, what was your oh. order? What was your order? Um. Everybody start with Zora. Everybody start with the Zora, and then. Uh, the the one on the mountain. Gerudo. Yeah, no. The Goron. The Goron one, and then the Gerudo one. Gerudo. And now I have the Rito. Gerudo one. Retail Village is. Yeah. So, I'm not even spoiling anything right now, but what's your favorite champion of that? I like Mipha. I like Mipha a whole lot. I feel like, without spoiling, he got robbed. <laughs> Mipha. Link got robbed. Oh. Without spoiling it, that cutscene kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Yeah, because that's like... However, you just said yeah. that you're fond of like Han, Solo, and Leia getting together. I feel okay, like that was... Okay, but they're not <laughs> interspecies. <laughs> but... <laughs> but... It was, it was just weird, because like... Well, especially in this game, like... I think Link and Zelda, like... Especially with all the memories you get. Like, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but I collected all the memories, and it's like, yeah. Long ago, <laughs> in a galaxy far, yeah. far away, I think that there was interspecies in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there definitely was interspecies in Star Wars. Somewhere, somewhere, yeah, somewhere they got weird in Star Wars. But, like, I like as I always say, like, some people would argue with me. If there was not a Star Trek, there would be no Star Wars. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but that doesn't make it better. Yes, yeah, it does. Right. Yes, it does. You no. think if it's just because first, it's better? I think they enhanced on the idea. So how can you deny the original? Well, I I, I get that they <laughs> came from that, but I still don't I, I still don't see how you can say they're better just because they started it. I'm not saying they're better. I'm saying that they're good. Star oh no, I'm not, I have no, I have no opinion. <laughs> 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 well, I, like, I have not watched either one, so I. You watched some Star Wars. I watched like. I so it. three, episode six, and Rogue One. So pretty much, me, I feel he probably six, watched. He did. And watch I did watch episode, episode one, like the yeah. Yeah. small. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I fell asleep the first ten minutes of Rogue One. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was a long day at work. What? what the fuck are you talking about? What? Rogue tired Rogue. There's nothing wrong with falling asleep during movies, <laughs> even good movies. Rogue like I said, Rogue. I enjoyed that movie. I was just fucking tired. Right. Rogue like from the get go gets like like somebody dies like from the get go and you're like huh <laughs> yeah but it was just 
tiring. Like, I was like, we worked all day and then had to go see the movie. And I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. It was just the first 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, well, hold on. I do that in every movie that I go see after I work somewhere. It's just like, oh my God, I've been working all day. Like, can mm-hmm. I make it through this movie? I understand. I don't really watch a lot of movies after work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why you decide to go somewhere during a week and watch. Yeah. So. Is there any other, is there any movies or games you would recommend right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. You've never played Fallout 4, have you? We talked about it earlier, and I think I remember you saying that you've never played it. No. Fallout 4? No, yeah. I, I used, I played it a little bit. You, you should finish it. <laughs> finish it? Yeah. Why? You should, it's a good game. I really liked it. That's the thing that, like, got me back into gaming after, got me back into, like, PlayStation. Is it game. because of the whole apocalypse thing? I love post-apocalyptic, yeah. Why is that though? Like, what then? Like, what? Like, you're not a fan of The Walking Dead, though, right? No, I'm not. No, do not like The Walking Dead. So, is there a difference between that kind of post-apocalyptic and the Fallout Four? Yeah, like Walking Dead is like zombies. Fallout Four is like post-apocalyptic, like a nuclear bomb went off in America. Not really America, I guess the region. But it's like, it just destroyed that. It mutated. Like, there's the mutant hounds and then the ghouls and uh, then so the rad roaches. Like, yeah. So, pretty much that game got you back into gaming. Yeah. So, let me guess, you were just a Nintendo fan yeah, girl? Yeah, for a while. Like, so. it's like strictly Nintendo. Like, an Xbox 360 came out. I loved my Xbox 360. Like, it had, like, L.A. Noir, like, Dead On, Left 4 Dead, which is a great series but yeah and then I kind of fell off with like the um, Xbox One and like PlayStation 3 like all that kind of stuff I kind of fell off and just went like strictly Nintendo but then Fallout 4 came out and I was like I have to get into that so I bought it and got a PlayStation 4 for Christmas and it's like so what was it about Xbox and PlayStation that like no I'm not gonna play their system yeah. What was it? Well, the first PlayStation system I actually had was a PlayStation 2, and it's one of my favorite systems ever. Like, I would rank it top three for sure. But then I went into Xbox 360. I skipped the PlayStation 3. Xbox 360, like, it was okay, but it's like... Yeah. And, like, Sony has a lot of, like, PlayStation-specific games that are coming out and that, like, have come out. So it's like... I'm, Sony's probably the best bet. Like, I did research before I picked which one I wanted, but... So, you're pretty much a researcher. So, did you do the same thing with the Switch, or it was just like, you know you're going to get the Nintendo? I know I'm going to get the Nintendo. Because, like, when they first announced it and announced that it was up for pre-order, like, one of Jody's friends texted her and was like, yeah, GameStop is sold out of this, or is sold out online, I think, of the Neon. They're sold out of the Neon pre-order. And I was like, man, I wasn't going to pre-order it until a few days later. And Jody was like, we need to go right now. So I was like, well, okay. So I just kind of went in for the Switch blind. That's why I was so apprehensive before it came out. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I remember that shit so vividly. I remember calling the next day like, yo, you had any pre-orders? No. No, <laughs> we don't have any pre-orders. Well, fuck. Best Buy. Hey, James, uh, <laughs> can you... Uh, Tell me if I got it. Yeah, uh, we'll send you a notification on your email to see, like, when you can get one. I never got that email. 
So I said, fuck this shit. I'm going to go to Walmart, see if I can pre-order it. Got to, get, got to pre-order it, enjoyed it, and like, it's going to be a really good system because like, Mario Kart drops Friday. Oh, <laughs> and like, I got people to beat. Yeah. <laughs> I got, Me? Yeah, I got to beat you. Josh, I know you're going to get on there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not, you don't play games as much though. No, he played Mario Kart with us sometimes. Yeah, not very good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I'm just Mario, and I get little Mario because Mario's the best. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah. Second place is Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Just that. Now, what music are you currently listening to right now? What genre? A little bit of everything. A little bit like, of everything? It's, like, most people say that, and it's like, yeah, sure, but it's like, sometimes I listen to, like, country, like, outlaw country, and sometimes I listen to, like, pop. Thing. Who's your favorite artist right now? My favorite artist right now. Well, I've always been into like Bright Eyes and stuff and Bright Connor O'Burst. Connor O'Burst, I've never heard of him. Enlighten me. Bright Eyes is Bright Eyes is really good. I don't really know how to describe them. I wouldn't say folky, but Connor O'Burst, like his solo stuff is folk and it's super good. Like he just released an album in March, like towards the end of March, I think, and it was. It was really good. I went to go see him just in the March too. Really? Yeah. So, have you listened to Honey Honey? They're really good. Like, I haven't kind of, listened to them. They're what? Bright Eyes is labeled as indie folk. Indie folk. They're labeled as indie folk. So. Bright Eyes is yeah. Like I said, can you find out what Honey Honey's labeled as? Because they're like they're really good for some odd reason. Like yeah. I heard them on the Joe Rogan experience because he was like, "Yo, just hey, you listen to Joe Rogan." I love Joe Rogan, <laughs> bro. Like Honey Honey is uh, Americana alternative country. I would love <laughs> like, actually. <yeah. laughs> that sounds like something that I'm probably gonna listen to tomorrow. Or... <laughs> like I said, like they're really good. Um, I don't know. He was just it was just something different. I thought they were more folk, more upbeat. You can hear the lady actually talk. Because more, like, what you hear in women singers either, you get you got your poppy music, or like your Taylor Swift, or Selena Gomez, or you have your punk rockish. Haley Williams. Haley Williams. What's her name from uh, Evanescence? Amy, Amy, Lee. Amy, Amy Lee. Amy Lee. Amy Lee. Like, so, I it's... I'm never going into female singers. Like, I love Amy Lee. Like, she's probably my favorite female singer. And Haley Williams, I do love. But, like, it takes a lot for me to like a female singer, as, like, bad as that is. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, like, we were talking the other day about uh, Jukebox Vintage. You should check them out. I will. Like you said, Duke, uh, like, Haley Reinhardt can fucking sing, dude. Yeah, we're talking about Haley <laughs> Reinhardt. She sings my favorite color or cover of Can't, Can't Help Falling in Love. Like, I. Her voice is beautiful. I mean, I don't understand what it was. And, like, I, she played, uh, uh, she did one by the Soundgarden, Black Hope Sun. Probably yeah, one of your, for, yeah. probably your for everyone's favorite songs by them. Yeah. She did that, and I was just like, oh, God. Like, when is she a baby? I gotta listen to that. I said, uh, one thing from, uh, the beginning of the band, or I look it up. She's gonna be great. She's gonna be Oh, Taylor Momsen from Taylor The Pretty Reckless. Yeah, she is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've never got into the Pretty Reckless. So, there's not... I'm talking about just her version of the song on the Grinch. I don't really care about the Pretty Reckless, but when she sang on the Grinch, that was awesome. So, there's not a favorite song you have right now? 
Because I know you go, like, I think everybody our age is, like, still listening to 90s. A few playlists that is, like, strictly, like, 70s, 80s, 90s. It's an awesome playlist. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I listen to a lot of older stuff. I also listen to a lot of stuff that I listened to, like, in the early, like, 2000s. Like, with pop, too, but also, like, the whole, like, emo mm-hmm. movement and the pop-punk movement. I, listen, I still listen to a lot of those bands, like, Dashboard like, Confessional and Taking Back Sunday and Blink-182, even. Mm-hmm. What music would you recommend? recommend me to listen to because I can say I listen to everything but there might be something I've never listened to. Uh, you can get it on this too Brooke if you want. I don't know. Do you listen to the nineteen seventy five? Nineteen seventy five? Yeah. You've heard nineteen seventy five. You definitely yeah. heard chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. You probably heard that song. Yeah. If not there's another song we can always repositive. Is um, that the way never gonna get it, never gonna quit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> I, yeah. That's like one of the nineteen seventy five my favorite like song of theirs is uh, called Sex. Sex? Yeah, it's <laughs> super good, for real. Sex. Yeah. I found, or I was listening to their newest album, Sands, like the song The Sound, the earliest song, and She's American. Mm-hmm. Really so, good song. what movie would you recommend people what watch? Movie? Mm-hmm. I got one. <laughs> what you got? A lot of people haven't seen this movie, that's why I say it. It's actually my awesome favorite movie. It's called The Secret Window. It's heard a, of it? It's an older movie with Johnny Depp. Yes, 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 yes. Isn't it like the one where he's like a secret identity? He's like an yeah, author. Like he, like or something? Whole, yeah, he's an author. <laughs> and he's like writing a book. He's pretty much performing what he's writing, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's not Spoilers, killing people. But that movie's like 10 plus yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah it's very old. It's yeah. a great movie, though. Uh, what yeah. about you? Um, I'm going to go with like. I'm gonna stick with the Star Wars theme, but in a way you don't expect. Gentleman Broncos. Gentleman Broncos. It is like an old movie that like I don't even think it went into theaters, but his actually his brother's girlfriend got it for me for Christmas, and it's making fun of George Lucas and Star Wars and stuff, and it's 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 good. If we're recommending old movies, I would like to recommend uh, Monty Python. Oh yeah, Monty, Monty Python, Python is always Pink good. Pink Panther, you know. Which Pink Panther though? Pink Panther. Oh, all the old ones. Peter Nine. Sellers? Yes. Okay, yes. okay, we're on the same level. Oh my right gosh, now. yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> this is great. This podcast got good. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to also recommend Young Frankenstein. Oh, Pretty Young much Frankenstein. anything with Gene Wilder in yes. it. Oh really my gosh. Really great. The, uh, the Kid and the Fiddler? I oh, think yeah. it was. Is yeah. that the name of it? I don't know. If it's, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, That's yeah, Young Frankenstein is so great. Blazing Saddles, like Blazing Saddles. Oh man. Because those movies have made a huge impact. Cause like, just can you imagine? Here's a question: How many times do you think you've seen Independence Day? A whole lot. Younger, like yeah, yeah, like a whole lot. <laughs> like so, so certain movies stick to us, and then they go away. There's no sequels, but they still stick with us. They're not st- like Star Wars. They're yeah. not like your Lord of the Rings, because they had what a total of six movies, including Hobbit. Yeah. So that's that's cool that we all have movies that we can go and say, yeah. okay, and connect to it. Yeah. Well, what about Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, oh my no. God. Do you not like that movie? I love the movie. Okay. <laughs> what okay, the fuck are you like, talking about? Your reaction. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh! I have I have that album. <laughs> oh my god, that album is so good. I mean, in my opinion, the greatest movie of all time is The Replacements. 
And the greatest actor of all time is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Did you know that he runs in all his movies? What? He runs in all his movies. What do you mean runs? Like, like he, he runs. He's actually he's running. Actually, running. Like he runs in oh all. Like see, in, when I was a young like, lad, in, like when you're a young, young lad, I, I always grew up, and I wanted you know Gene Hackman to come to my boat yeah. and say, "Hey, Shane, come play quarterback for the Washington Sentinels." Yeah. And uh, that's been my dream. So to this day, <laughs> my dream. Yeah, but no, like if you would go from start to finish in all his movies, including his romance movies. He runs in every fucking single oh, one. Are we including John Wick? John Wick John as well. John Wick is just him running, <laughs> shooting people. Of Man, course he John is Wick. the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> Dude, but he runs in all his movies. He's like, awesome. like even like when he plays in the movie with Jack Nicholson, something's got to give. Yeah. One probably one of my favorite movies, just to show my romantic side. <laughs> but he runs in that movie. Like, my granddad showed it to me he's like look he runs in all his movies and then like what's the day, name of it the day the earth stood still yeah he runs in that movie too and i'm like <laughs> i was like he doesn't run in the matrix i know he does he runs in the fucking matrix how he's, <laughs> he's the greatest of all i mean i can look at the list of the greatest actors of all time and is there okay. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> is there any other thing you want to ask me um do you want to get back into the movies like Alice in Wonderland? I'm a big fan of like the cult classics. Have you seen uh, Sling Blade? Yes. Ah, oh, it's a fantastic movie. Is that Samuel? L? I don't it's, think so. It's not Samuel L. Jackson. I know he's in one of them. No, it's uh, Sling Blade. Uh, I don't remember who plays in Sling Blade. <sighs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> I know. But Samuel L. Jackson does play like a girl who's like a prostitute, and he tries to whip her in the Oh, show. that's um. Clockwork. <laughs> It's not a clockwork orange. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Like, mm-hmm. You're talking about Pulp Fiction now? We're not talking about Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, you'll know when I talk about Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie that you uh, haven't seen Billy that movie in a while. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Dwight Yoakam's in it. But I would. A movie I would recommend you because you do like the sci fi world. And you like the post apocalyptic thing. <laughs> Have you seen Cloverfield? Yes. Have you seen Super 8? No. Have you seen Tim Cloverfield Lane? No. I've been meaning to watch that actually because I did really like Cloverfield. You did like Cloverfield? Yeah. I've never seen Super 8. And I've, I've never seen, seen I've never seen Cloverfield. Tim Cloverfield Lane is something I would recommend for everybody to watch. It's just a thriller. It's not scary, but just the persona of the is way. Is that a new movie? Yeah, Tim Cloverfield. Is that John Goodman? Yeah, yes. that's where he like has that girl. That's yeah, I've been wanting to watch it. Number one is Jack Nicholson. Two, Marlon Brando. Three, Robert De Niro. Al Pacino. Daniel Day Lewis. Tough us. And they're all wrong. Oh, so <laughs> Jack Nicholson is a fantastic actor. Jack Nicholson. I prefer Robert De Niro out of all of those. Though. I would Robert. prefer uh, Jack Nicholson. He played in The Shining. Like, come on. <laughs> Robert. Also playing anger management. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I showed her a picture today. Said that like, a four point billion people lost their lives to Adam Sandler's movies on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've heard about that. Like, people watch billions and billions of hours. 
collectively of Adam Sandler. Well, he's he's the greatest. He's so Billy good. Madison I love Adam Sandler. And Happy Gilmore. Can can we rank Somebody our favorite <laughs> Adam Sandler movies? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm game for that one. <laughs> okay. Well, number one, I, I don't say things by opinion either. I would, if you haven't noticed, I say things by fact. Okay. <laughs> they are facts. The greatest Adam Sandler movie of all time has to be Billy Madison. Of course, why would I want it? Number two would have to be Waterboy, and three, I'd have to go with Happy Gilmore. I agree. I feel like that's the dynamic trio. I feel like you almost, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I'm not going to argue too much. But if somebody was to come up and be like, I want to get into Adam Sandler movies, I agree, I would recommend those three. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Waterboy. Because Big Daddy isn't as funny. Like Big Daddy's like got a lot of like undertones like yeah you had to like you had to be mature to understand. What about the wedding singer though? Oh, you're right. You're right. Singer. What about Spanglish? I messed up. I've never seen Spanglish. I've never seen Spanglish. <laughs> really? I've never seen Spanglish. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's, that's my bad. That's my bad. I messed up. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I've seen it. It's good. What's it? Is it Mr. Deeds? Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Like you. Mr. Deeds is the one like you forget about. Yeah. But that's one of my favorites. Ever. You're right, the wedding singer. Totally missed out on that one. That's you forgot the wedding singer's one. good. And, yeah, but like I said, Ten Cloverfield Lane is something you should watch. It's just thriller, really good, deep, dark. And, like, it, and like, oh, uh, like, no spoilers for who hasn't ever watched it, but it really tells you straight up what it is. Like, don't, don't expect any twists or turns or plot holes or anything like that. Like, Jay Abrams really did a good job of saying, this is what it is, and if it's good, we'll make more. And I really think J.J. Abrams has shit on lock right now in the sci-fi world. Because, <laughs> like, he's got Star Trek, he's got Star Ford, and he got Cloverfield for one. You want to plug anything? I'm, a, I'm about to cry because I'm at 47 <laughs> and I still have not seen Keanu Reeves. I'm pretty sure to give you guys an update on the next podcast. Specific to I am. I, is there uh, anything coming up right now? Uh, we're going to record this weekend, and hopefully we'll have some music for you guys soon. Is that it? <laughs> you got anything to plug? No, I don't do anything. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug you, man. <laughs> The killer podcast did a great job. Yeah, it's such a this is such a perfect idea for a podcast. And I'm so honored to be on it. To be on the second episode. I mean, like, if you look at it like my inspiration did come from the Joe Rogan experience because like I just looked at those and I'm like, Well, it's an interview type setting and it actually made me want to do a podcast, like and but it's like what do you well what are you gonna do to do a podcast? Like how much is mics and like you go like, okay, but like when you have friends, which is awesome, is that, you know, they help you for it. And, like, there's more to come, like, because people think, well, it's just going to be interviews. I'm like, no, there's going to be a lot of content, like, where... Yeah, your question is very good. <laughs> yeah, it's very deep. <laughs> like, my content, the content is also going to be for, uh, like, I'll be go solo sometimes. There's going to be times where I go solo, like, where I'll just read a book or something and get my outside, insights awesome. on it. And... I'm pretty sure that for people that have never read the book or anything will enjoy it without actually having to read it. Mm. Because like my dad, like we were talking about like A Will of Time and then The Lord of the Rings, he's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about right now? It doesn't make sense. I don't, like how did you guys get that far deep into it? And I said, well dad, the point of Lord of the Rings is like you have all these Christian aspects behind it, but the world is so fucking good you don't need that whatsoever. You like you can just say it was a good story, 
you don't have to worry about the Christian things behind it or any of the mythological uh, aspects of it. It's just a great story. And I'm just trying to catch on on like what makes people enjoy it. Whether it's video games and like how it's affecting the pop culture because like we can all agree that for a short time Pokemon Go made an impact in pop culture. Oh. <laughs> like and that's what we agree on. Like every, my mom would play it. My mom and dad were playing it. Like it, it yeah. was huge. For the record, I never downloaded the app on one time. But he did drive me around in the golf cart looking for Pokemon. That's I like driving around the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Not much I can say about that. I mean, like, and like, and people say, like, well, so it's geocaching. I'm like, no, a little bit, but there's more behind it. Like, so this was a game you're playing growing up? I'm like, yeah, like, this thing. And he said, what, what, how do you feel like when you see someone younger say like, well, there's Eevee and like it has 11 evolutions. I'm like, that's just what makes it great. Yeah. Because I know as an older trainer that someone younger is going to enjoy the series as much as me. And like, we might never actually have a Pokemon battle, but like if they can understand evolutions behind every Pokemon and they actually enjoy it, then the Pokemon company is doing their job. And like, it's, clear that it's done a great job with you and Jody. It did a sim somewhat of a job with me, but that's for another story. <laughs> and with that, this is the second episode of A Word of Influence. You can catch it on iTunes and actually any podcast directly. Just leave a review. you see whatever you want to hear back. In Gulf 14 and I'm, I do follow back. And that's it. Catch you later, guys. Peace. <laughs>